What is consciousness? The live stream of consciousness is on a quest to unravel the mystery of existence. Every episode, we ask the fundamental question that has captivated human minds for centuries. Is consciousness merely a product of our brains or does it connect us to something greater? Explore the very fabric of our thoughts. Don't miss a moment. Expand your awareness and tap into the boundless potential that resides within you. Welcome to the live stream of consciousness. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the live stream of consciousness. I am back again. I am pumped up once again. As you can see, I always seem to get pumped up on Thursday nights at 9 o'clock. You know why? Because I intended to. <laughs> um, I, I created this show with Jesse Blaze, and it turned into this, and uh, it was just amazing. And, and I realized that through the power of intention, I could invite people into my life. I can uh, have amazing conversations with amazing people and connect the collective consciousness one soul at a time, 10 souls at a time. Whoever's here watching, thank you for being here. I see Ninja Kitties out there. What's up, Ninja Kitty? I see the quiet healer out there. What's happening? Uh, it's our happy place. It definitely is our happy place. Um, and it is because we declared it to be so, right? We, we said, this is where we want to be. This is what we want to do. Um, and it's amazing to have created something and be a part of it and, and continue to do it. It's like a commitment to myself, accountability to be here. Uh, and that has just resulted in, in Ninja Kitty being here every, every week, uh, sharing it. At least I, I can count on her, um, and whoever else, like I said, and if you are here for the first time, welcome. If you're live, please chat. I learned something. I learned that if you chat in my chat, even in StreamYard on YouTube and Facebook is where it comes from, um, it raises me in the algorithm and that will spread the message of the live stream of consciousness. So just chat. You can even type like BL, 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 like blah, 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 blah. And uh, it will, it'll help. So I know Ninja Kitty's always out there commenting. Thank you. Um, and if you're watching the replay, um, make a comment, leave a comment. Tell me what you think of this show. Um, all right. Enough of the live stream of consciousness intro uh and let's talk about what's happening today it is june 29th holy moly june is over we are in summer uh full stream i guess um as i was saying in the last couple episodes it seems like this year is flying by um you know i think i'm gonna do another show that talks about conspiracy theories and things like that because i, I feel like there's stuff going on you know, whatever it is, I'm not saying anybody specific is doing it. I just feel like there's stuff going on. But anyway, um, I'm starting to babble. Um, I'm excited. Tonight, I have a guest on my show. I think I've been talking about how the show is a mix of guests who I know intimately or not intimately, but well, uh, and 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 people who I don't know. And, and it's just been such an amazing journey. So tonight is somebody who was recommended to me. Um, by uh, Frankie Scorpion, who is a friend uh, we had on the Fool's Journey, and said, hey, you really like this guy. And I took a look at his website, and there were so many punches in the face of like, yeah, we have the same philosophy. Life is this and that. And, you know, um, he, he uh, book, he, what's the word I'm looking for? Not books himself. He promotes himself as a speaker, a life mensch expert communicator and i know what the word mensch means i'm going to ask him to define it but uh welcome to my show the live stream of consciousness ace 
the speaker, Asaf Mengelgreen. What is happening? Hey, good evening, everybody. Michael, thank you. What is happening? Amazing things are about to happen. That is for sure. Great intro, by the way. Thank you. And yeah, life mensch. I, I knew choosing that word that it, it would gloss over some people, but I thought that having that bit of intrigue and mystery was on point. Mm -hmm. So let me jump in and, de and define that right away. Sure. In fact, I was going to run to my phone and like, let me, let me see exactly what it was. But I mentioned someone, as I know, growing up being Jewish, someone who does good deeds. He's like a solid person mm -hmm. and he's always there to lean on. He's that reliable person in the family, in the village, in that network. That is a mensch, someone who does good onto others. Yes. You could call it a life coach, but it's, it's deeper than that, I think. It's just yeah. someone who's through and through. He's a it's, a, it's an alignment. It's a, it's an authentic alignment, I think. Uh, yeah. And, and you defined it really well. I also grew up Jewish, so I I, I knew that word right away. And, and <laughs> you just don't see it very often, so that's why it stuck out. Uh, Correct. And and uh, Ninja Kitty saying, "Welcome, speaker. I just want to." Make sure that th my audience properly knows who you are. Ace the speaker. I guess I guess that's why she's saying welcome speaker because it's like kind of like a, yes. a nickname, right? Hey, speaker. Thank speaker, you, Ninja uh, Asaf Mengelgreen. I love your name, uh, ASAF. It's just so like again, so unique. You don't really see it. That's an Israeli name, I'm imagining. It is an Israeli name. Yes. yes. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so we were talking about the show and and what we were going to talk about. And I said, who knows? It's just going to be great, right? Because right. we're both here intentionally. But there is some live stream of consciousness business, I like to call it, that we do uh, just, to, just to warm up our brains and kind of get on that theme frequency uh and that is to ask the the simple question the complex question the eternal question <laughs> uh what is consciousness that's a great question and i would say in my humble understanding of all of this greatness that consciousness is that fabric that is everywhere exists everywhere throughout the universe throughout probably other dimensions and it is that substrate which binds everything. I think that is consciousness. I think we humans in these biological bodies can tune into a small spectrum of that greater thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that is how we interpret what consciousness is. Mm -hmm. But it really is that huge thing that is really everything. And and maybe even God resides in that mm -hmm. thread mm -hmm. of everything and consciousness. I think yeah. that's my best interpretation of it. I, what an amazing, amazing interpretation. You, you know, uh, again, the reason I love that question so much is because all the answers are right, right? And they mm -hmm. all kind of add on to each other and create almost like a little consciousness itself, right? Of, of what yeah. the definition is. But you use the word that I really love that I haven't heard before, substrate. Hmm. Um, that is such a really good word of, at least for me, how I envision what consciousness is like the consciousness is the, the stuff that it exists, that everything exists in, everything is floating in this substrate of consciousness. Right. I love it. I love that word. Awesome. Yeah. See how awesome that is. Great. Well, we are off to a great start. Great things have already happened. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, I know you mentioned, um, po that, possibly even in other dimensions you said and right. that kind of that cued me in that i can ask this next question and that is you know they don't really teach in school 
about other dimensions you know what i mean maybe they teach a kind of mathematical uh you know definition of it but they don't really go into it uh you know it's not really discussed you know normally i think uh in society which is why i love this show i think that's what i was going to say earlier i remember like the intention of this show is to give anyone who wants to talk about that stuff a place to do it you know and not feel like you're out of place it's like the place to do it we're we're tapping into the the internet and that whole stream of consciousness of what's going on and we're just we're just making happen um but my question is do you have a story or a moment that you can share that you the light bulb went off and you said wait a second there's more to you know the the world than just me here in this space in this moment Absolutely. It was 2015. That was when I hit my proverbial bottom uh, through all of the things that happened in my life. And a lot of us hit our bottoms in a variety of ways. And that was the trigger to, to, to make a change. But it wasn't just me hitting the bottom. There was a specific moment and a specific afternoon in my living room, my friend Rich hanging out on the couch. It was maybe 5 or 6 p.m. And this is Florida and it's summertime, so it's stormy clouds. And I'm looking outside my balcony window. I had a really nice loft at the time. And the sun is starting to set. You could see all the stormy clouds and they're very puffy and you could see the silver linings as the the rays of sun are breaking through. And this ray of light just breaks through the cloud and comes right through my balcony window and just hits me in the face. And I had this epiphany. It It was as if God was just coming right through and this epiphany washed over me. And that's when I said, I'm going to become a speaker and start enlightening people. Of, of what I'm going through, because that was right at that time where I was at my lowest. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I had to, I had to do a reset. Mm-hmm. I'll digress for a moment. There's, I got into a lot of reading. One mm-hmm. of the books that I read was the top five regrets of the dying by Bronnie Ware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and in it, she said, one of the regrets was you have to stop living to the expectations of others. And that was when that big switch happened for me. When I hit that bottom, it was because everything I, that had been programmed in me finally uh, broke down. You know, mm-hmm. the software mm-hmm. crashed. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. This is software. It's a software mindset that we are programmed through our family, through schools and institutions. It didn't work for me. I crashed. I hit my bottom. That something wasn't working. And, and then one afternoon, this light comes through and it all started to make sense that personal growth and development was where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that switch that that made me decide to start living my life for me. Mm-hmm. I like to say I'm 47 years old. I was born in 75 to my parents, but in 2015, I was born to myself. Mm. Nice. Interesting. And I love, I love the vivid memory of Mm. that moment that you have. That's really, that's really awesome. And kind of, I think critical. So what were you doing as far as self-help and all of those things previous to that? Anything, or you just decide that that's what you were going to dive into and learn about and, and become surprisingly enough, nothing. Mm. Uh, I was not exposed to the concept really of personal growth and development. I had heard about it, Mm -hmm. but it was always a concept out in left field. Mm 
<clears throat> it was never anything I've I entertained. And and later on, when I got into it, I really looked back at my life and thought to myself, "Wow, you know, what happened like during my high school years? Why didn't like some?" kick-ass motivational speaker show up and give a big speech and and all of a sudden knock some sense into me because right. I, I had so many regrets and, and I just felt like I I really missed and such a great opportunity mm -hmm. when I was younger uh, but that that didn't happen and um, but what I did was I I just started reading mm -hmm. I was watching a, some YouTube ad came on if you remember Ty Lopez and mm -hmm. he kind of yeah, blew yeah. up some years back mm -hmm. and he had that famous video with a hey, here in my garage yeah, yeah. You know, with my lamborghini yeah, yeah you know what's cooler than that knowledge and then he shows all of his books and that inspired me uh, mm -hmm. also the lamborghini let's face that I love sure, sure, that. Yeah, yeah. But that inspired me and this was when everything was breaking down so i had made a decision to just cut myself off from everything because part of the transformation, the rebirth, was that you have to kind of cut everything else that was your life. Yeah, and there's the, a lot of layers you got to get through, you know, and yeah, kind of yeah. peel off. And it's a hard chop. It's a hard chop. So yeah. it's like going cold turkey. Wow. Uh, and then what that does is it creates a vacuum. Mm -hmm. And then that vacuum has to be filled in with something or you're going to go senile. Right. And for me, that was books. Right. So I just started reading a lot, uh, a lot of self-help books, uh, history books science books, biographies. And I did that for a good solid year just to educate myself. Uh, but also in that process, uh, divinity struck because you know that when you when you take the real kind of action, the universe takes notice. Mm -hmm. And all, all of a sudden, these opportunities come to you. True. And one of them was an opportunity for me to host open mics. And this was in my early transition stage, but nice. divinity struck. It was by chance. Open mics, uh, music or comedy or it, spoken it was, word? It was mostly music. It was mostly music. It was this Hollywood, Florida. It was this really nice coffee shop called Atelier 3. Atelier is a French word for studio, I believe, art studio. Okay. okay. Uh, and it, it was a very interesting spot, and they had really good talent there. And I had I had kind of goofed around because I play the guitar, I write music, and I talked about, hey, maybe I'll take the stage. And the guy behind the bar said, why don't you host it? Right. And I thought to myself, okay. So I did, and it was a huge success. I ended up like nice. hosting five of them back to back to back. Nice. And people would come to me thinking that this was my profession. Uh, and, and that's when I realized, like, oh, I, I can actually do something with this. I can get in front of a stage. I can communicate well. I can grab their attention, entertain them, make things fun. What if I incorporate my personal growth journey into my speaking abilities and enlighten the audience in that kind of way? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what do I do? I Google how to become a professional speaker. And in it, I found a, the Toastmasters Club, which is a great organization. If the audience doesn't know, it's been around for probably 80, 90 years now. It teaches effective communication and leadership mm -hmm. skills. Cool. all over the world there are clubs everywhere i i went to a meeting signed up that day within a year became its president and made it a very one of the nicest clubs around and, and brought life and interesting things i 
I would bring stage lights and a rope light and create this imaginary stage nice. to give people the experience that they're coming yeah. on stage. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the show. We talked a little earlier and you know, my background also includes some production. So yeah. when I put things on, it has to be a production. Sure. You know, I sure, want the sure. lights to look right. I want the music to be cued right. And right. I'd play ACDC black and uh, back in black when the, right. when the Sergeant at arms would introduce me, it yeah. was a lot of fun. And so I started doing that and, and honed my speaking skills nice. and started developing my message. And then, and this goes back to the high school thing. I wish I had a mentor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I thought that my, my misguided past, while I cannot go back in time and correct what happened with me, mm -hmm. I can maybe change the lives of other students. Sure. Through your story. Yeah. Yeah. And then I decided I'm going to be a youth speaker. I, you know, nice. they say that the riches are in the niches. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's going to be my niche. I find this online youth, youth speaker university program, pay a couple thousand dollars to join that program mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and began developing my, my thing, which was living totality. Living okay. totality is my program. It's my take on this evergreen wisdom that's been around forever. Mm -hmm. I'm not inventing anything. I just package it in my stories and experiences sure, yeah. and living totality was born, which is based off the tenets of awareness, action, accountability. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I started marketing it to the schools, the high schools and Mark, <laughs> it didn't yeah. work. It yeah. didn't work, but that's, I think that's brilliant. And I think again, the whole, I guess, you know, me, the, uh, you don't know me, but through, through our little bit of talking, you know yeah. me that the important thing is the intention there, right? That's so important. Like yeah. you had in mind what your intention was, you know what I mean? You right. were just trying to figure out how to mani uh, manifest it, manifest it, you know? So Cor correct. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I've learned is, and this was very recently where I was again at a very challenging time, a friend sends me a postcard and then it says, if you can't, if you can't control the winds, adjust your sail. Mm. And sometimes we need to do that. While we have an idea of where we're trying to go, the way we get there is if we do one of these, we got to zigzag. Yeah. But in order to zigzag, you have to have some fluidity in how you pursue your thing, your passion project. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get stuck on something because there's ego and you know we're invested into it. Mm -hmm. um, but if we just let let go a little bit and let the winds carry us to new waters, all of a sudden we discover that, hey, maybe this is the, the path. Uh, so the school thing didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Another lesson I had learned, a fundamental error, and I like to talk about mm -hmm. how that's a big thing, fundamental errors. When you realize it, you need to stop right away and make a course correction because mm -hmm. no amount of effort will fix a fundamental error. And that was okay. that one, my program is all about inspirational and bringing people up, but yet I was positioning it for the high school market where really the hot topics there are the unpleasant things, the abuse and the, all, the bullying oh, and really? the violence and all of the negative school things that are going on. So here I am trying to pitch it to also the gatekeepers who are not the actual audience because mm -hmm. you've got to go through the administrators. Right, right. And that was a very tough sell. Uh, so I realized I made a fundamental error. And as much as I want to speak to the youth, which I really do, mm -hmm. um, I think I learned that my message was just better suited for people more my age. 
<laughs> because as I would hone my speeches through the Toastmasters, more and more people came into contact with the message I was preaching. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I, de facto, I've been mentoring them. And they kind of became my, mm -hmm. my, my pseudo clients, if you will. Right. Right, and, right. I, and then I thought to myself, oh, there's a lot of people my age and even older that need to hear this stuff. It's sure. not just the kids. Sure. Uh, so, so I pivoted uh, and, you know, the rest is kind of history. But it's right. just, you have to learn to sometimes let go of the path uh, that you think you're charging forward right. and, and you know, allow things to move you to the left or to the right. And right. It, it'll certainly take some of the stress away. Interesting. Interest and it's interesting also because you you say, Hey, I, I wish I had this mentor in high school, right? And and that's kind of I think where that intention comes from. You're like, Man, I can be this thing that was missing in my life. Right. You know what I mean? And, and and it's just it's such a I think it is so important and it's it's also interesting. And I'm trying to figure out how to how to present this. So I was I was at the deli today just getting lunch and I uh they have, you know, at the deli they have uh the paper on the side, you know, where you all the stuff is they have the newspaper and it was the new york post and i don't i st usually stay away from that stuff you know what i mean mm. i try to stay away from the the, uh, the the media and um it said it says something about the broccoli mayor is uh instituting this mandatory two to five minutes worth of mindfulness in schools and I was like, I was like, oh, that's so awesome. But then I look at the article and I see that they're like, they're putting it down. They're saying like, oh, this is this woke thing and, you know, forcing like schools are for learning and it's like they shouldn't be implementing. And it's like, wait a second, you know what I mean? And again, you know, I come from the spiritual community, you know, so we, you know, we all kind of know like how simple breath is, right? And how yeah. crucial breath is to just taking that moment of mindfulness and how important that would be to kids. So I think it's a good thing that it's happening. I was just so kind of taken aback by the way it was being presented by the newspaper, like that it was not a good thing. You know, I mean, like, I, I you know, anyway. Uh, it's interesting that you say that mm -hmm. because that just adds credence to my experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's so, so unfortunate that, that, uh, that the education system is shunning uh, this uh, the enlightenment is really what it is. It's mm -hmm. shunning enlightenment. Mm -hmm. The simplest uh, forms of it. The simplest forms of it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. What well, you know that it, it was a fundamental error, right? You see, I just can't compute that. That's that's mm -hmm. what it was. I could yeah. not overcome that, um, mm -hmm. and it was just too big for me to mm -hmm. to challenge. Um, Right. So I had to pivot for my own sanity sure. uh, and find other like-minded people that sure. I can. So I, I got a question for you. Are you still president of this uh, organization? No. Uh, oh, that okay. uh, I did one year of okay. the Toastmasters, but That's I've still works, been right. with the organization for I'd love yeah, I'd love you to years. tell me more about it. I think maybe after we get off the air, I'd love to to learn more about it. Um, you know, as we were talking beforehand as well, you know, you 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 saw that I just kind of fell into this, but right. um it became such a comfortable place. It became so comfortable to talk to people and connect to people. I think for me, um, as I grew up, I really was not a very social person. I did not think highly of 
of most of the people I met. You know what I mean? I, I was like, I was really discouraged by, uh, you know, the level of, of what I saw was society. Right. And, mm -hmm. and then I think at one point I realized that part of the problem was the mindset, right? It, it wasn't the people, it was the mindset. It was expecting to encounter that all the time. And certainly I did, you know what I mean? The universe delivered that. Um, but, but really just, again, the mindset of like, well, 95% of the people I meet have no clue and are idiots to, uh, to flipping the script and being, everybody's got something unique about them. You know, they just haven't found it yet and being more compassionate and, and, just flipping the script, you know what I mean? Made me more interested in meeting people like you, you know what I mean? And having conversations and just, you know, connecting. I think um, that in itself, when you connect, especially as a speaker or a teacher. So I also taught for a little bit. And, and again, those moments, those actions of what you might see as giving of yourself, right, to, to try to help also you get so much from it right i mean i got so much right. every time i taught a class i got so much back from the students i felt like that right. was i was growing right each time right. i was like wow i just experienced something that's going to help me make it a better experience next time for everybody involved you know what i mean so and, and you and you also get to fill up your karma tank and yeah. that was the, that was something that i needed in my life uh because mm -hmm. it was empty uh, it, it, my you know ace version 1.0 there was no karma in there i was empty inside mm -hmm. but when you give especially without the expectation of return mm -hmm. uh, it is very very rewarding uh, the, the karmic value is there instantly mm -hmm. uh, but it pays with interest mm -hmm. so you know whether it's a day later a week later a month later you notice that it comes back uh, in, you know in spades and that's where, where the universe realizes it. And I truly not only believe, I know from firsthand experience that when you, when you give and you teach others, and when it comes from a place of just love and wanting to just share the light, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the universe does get on board and give you, give, it's the, the wind in your sail. Is yep. what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Right. It is what it is. And I experienced that firsthand. And, you know, I shared videos about that and, it's a very special thing to, mm -hmm. to, to be able to enlighten others. And there's a, a great story that I read in, in a book. It was Kabbalist Rav Berg. He shares this story. He says, uh, imagine you are in this large auditorium and it's very, very dark. Now it's full of people, but you really can't see more than a few feet away from yourself, but you're holding a candle. That is the light, right? Mm -hmm. Because otherwise there is darkness, right? And God mm -hmm. said, let there be light, Genesis 1-3. Now, if you want to get from one part of the room to the other, you have to move very slowly because there's not very much illumination and you can bump into things or people. But as you slowly move around, you either come across some people that are also holding a candle, meaning they are enlightened. And together, you both brighten the space even more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You also come across some people in life that don't have a lit candle and you help them light theirs. Mm -hmm. And doing that, that is the act of teaching, right? And mm -hmm. giving and enlightening others. Well, pretty mm -hmm. soon, those that you have enlightened have gone on to enlighten others. And before you know it, you are in a large room that is lit. Mm -hmm. Now your world becomes visible to you. 
you mm-hmm. can dart from one space to the other and, and not bump into anybody mm-hmm. because now there's light. Now mm-hmm. there's awareness. But it only happened Love that. because you shared that light. Mm-hmm. You didn't hold it in. Mm-hmm. You can have the most powerful flashlight, but if you've got nothing to shine it on, Right. It's absolutely useless. It's useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. That's a great analogy. I love that story. And I, uh, the quiet healer is out there saying the Toastmasters is great. So I definitely want to. Yeah. I, I wasn't really aware. So, so here you go. I've already learned something. I've got something to research after this and grow into. I'm excited yes. about that. Excellent. So, um, so you said you you became a speaker. You started reading. Was there anything that specifically? stuck out in it like spiritually to you i mean alan watts eckhart tolle i mean these people uh, i'm sure you encountered them along the way um the so my spiritual background my religion i'm jewish mm -hmm. but i didn't come from a very religious family we would do the sabbath every now and then if there was family around Mm -hmm. but i don't keep kosher and Mm -hmm. saturdays i'll drive so I guess I'm Jew light, if you want to yeah, uh, yeah. frame it like conservative, that. right? Uh, not con- uh, uh, reform, yeah. reform, right? Reform, yeah, right. right? Reform. And although more lately I've I've practiced my Judaism a little bit more, and I, and I put on the tefillin in the morning. You know, oh, nice. Uh, Daven a little bit six yeah. days a week. I, I do that. It, that's wow. my part of my morning ritual of how I get primed in the morning, mm-hmm. and it's my connection to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a few years ago. A good friend of mine turned me on to the Kabbalah, and I started reading some books on that. And you know, maybe your audience knows that the Kabbalah—it's not a religion; it, it's more—it's more, it's more uh, spiritualism. Uh, and there was the other other word, uh, but it's it's philosophy. I feel like it's like a philosophy. It's, yeah. it's ideology almost, but it's certainly not a religion, which I think a lot of people think that it is. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah. and and it, it is not. It's really uh, the, the greater understanding of everything. And, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Zohar, which these are, are the texts of the Kabbalah, uh, mm-hmm. predate the Bible, I, I believe. is what I, I, I think I believe you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So th- this is like, I mean, think about this before even that. So you want to get to the source code. The Kabbalah is kind of like source code. Right. Uh, and that's that's something I really appreciated. And that Kabbalist Rav Berg that I mentioned briefly, mm-hmm. he wrote one book called Nanotechnology, the Mind and Consciousness, something like that. But it was nano, nanotechnology. Wow. And it's a very scientific book. He he it's it's he makes a lot of comparisons to science. And I have a science degree. I'm a man of science. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy science. I also understand the science has limitations, mm-hmm. but to hear a Kabbalist talk about the ancient texts with modern day science and how the two go hand in hand and one truly explains the other, you're like, wow, you know, your mind is blown. Your mind is blown. And there's so that if anything, the Kabbalah is something that I find very interesting and that is a great tool for living well. Uh, now, religion, Judaism, Catholicism, all of that, there's a lot of great benefit there. I, you know, mm-hmm. I think to believe in something greater and to mm-hmm. try to be good is a good thing, whatever your religion mm-hmm. is. But sure. let's also be honest that religion is man-made's version of that greater thing. Right. Right. And every time you get man involved, you know, things get a little screwed up and right. they become biased and twisted and interest-driven. 
Um, so yeah, I'm definitely more spiritual and, and oh, mysticism was the word. I believe in that greater thing. Right. Religion is great. It has its limitations. Right. Um, but as long as it's all coming from source, which is ultimately be good to others, be good to yourself right. and grow. The, the, the best takeaway from the Kabbalah is that our souls are in these bodies to make a correction. Mm-hmm. It begs the question, what kind of correction and mm-hmm. why? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, you know, other lives, you know, we've been around, these souls have been around and uh, the purpose of us living in these human bodies, which are designed to be imperfect, is so we can have problems and learn to overcome. Learning to overcome is the act of ascension. Right. And the goal is, is you want to end your life on a higher floor than when you checked in. You, you know, you're born, you check in on ground floor, <laughs> you know, reset. But when you go, you know, aim for that penthouse, right? right. <laughs> and right. You want right. to move your way up. And that's the act of ascension. Uh, and, and that is, that is making the corrections. Right. And, and those of us that are into personal growth and development get that. Because right. we're trying to constantly be the better versions of ourselves. Sure. Um, so, so let me ask you a question. What do you What do you think of this? I, uh, you're, you, 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 you. I don't want to use the word triggered. That's not the right word. But you, you sparked a memory. Elicited. Uh, elicited. You elicited. Uh, that's a good one. Um, uh, just a thought. Uh, earlier today, I saw a post on social media. Again, uh, you know, I'm I'm very guilty of engaging sometimes when I really shouldn't and mm-hmm. and i'm and, and it's not 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 even close to the way that most people do like it's just a sure. and it's usually it's usually involving a spiritual or something conversation and i think it was just a simple thing like uh the difference between religion and spirituality you know like well what do you mm-hmm. think that is and and there were so many great answers um you know and but i, I said um that religion has you looking outside of yourself for God and spirituality has you looking inside of yourself. Mm. What do you think of that? I think that's on the money. Again, again, you know, religion is Mm man-made. So they are constantly trying to get you to buy into their program. Mm -hmm. So you're looking outward Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. spiritualism is always looking inward, you know, mm-hmm. personal growth and development is about in inwardly improving oneself. Right. Uh, so I, I think that that is very accurate. What cool. you're saying. I've never framed it like that. In I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, and, and again, you know, that's why I love Thursday so much because I get to say all of these things, you know, and not yeah. feel like, feel like I'm going too deep. And, and the, the truth of the matter is this, as much as I love these conversations and I talk about spirituality and consciousness, and I talk about, you know, the energy that you put out is the energy that comes back to you. I mean, I don't spend hours and hours going so deep in, into like, what is the meaning of life and all of that? I know the meaning of life. The meaning of life is, is this right here. Hmm. This is the meaning of life for me right and and for you it's it's that's the meaning of life right <laughs> um and and i love i love the idea that i don't really have to do much but i know that part of my existence is helping people understand that concept right mm-hmm. just by by having this conversation by having these conversations you know somebody's going to stumble across this show with me and you and and see a couple of words that make sense so you know, I, I just, I just truly believe that. And, you know, I feel like 
both of us are are doing a little bit of channeling right now, just just talking to each other, you know, just through through source, through that source. The best the best definition I've come across to what is the purpose of life, which is that's a profound question, but it boils down to two words: joyful expansion. Mm -hmm. Joyful expansion. It, expansion is the corrections and the growth. And joyful is find the way to do it where you are grateful. This is gratitude. Right. Have gratitude and have growth. Right. Joyful expansion. That that I think is the purpose of life. So okay, interesting. So so you're sparking, eliciting uh, <laughs> a, a response here. Um, I, I think that there's a, a important thing that you need to define that and and what i mean by that is this in seeking joy joyous enlightenment or expansion joyous expansion you know there are also certain um results right so whatever it is that you're doing to get that it's going to affect other things now the now i think the deeper question is is that raising other people is it is it helping is it enlightening other people or is it putting them down you know what i mean because because some people not, might not realize that they're looking for this joyous expansion but they're kind of having this negative effect because it's it's not mindful of a collective experience i don't i don't even see again i don't even know what i'm saying it's just kind of coming out um do you know what i mean like oh what came to my mind is my brother when i when i multiple times over the years have tried to share the light with him he would get offended mm -hmm. and be be defensive mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are certainly a lot of people that we've heard you know aren't ready to be unplugged mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the matrix i mean that's mm -hmm. that's the, the it's a good symbolic uh, representation uh, and yeah so i have come across quite a few people like that mm -hmm. um, since we are givers and we're trying to enlighten we're trying to share that light uh not everybody's ready for it but we givers kid rest easy that we have done our part but we must be careful because it is a slippery slope mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. as my mother used to tell me a giver well, you've got givers and takers, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The taker will never get tired from taking, but the giver will tire from giving. You need to be careful. People like us, and I, like in my videos, I said, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you, you put out video after video and you're giving, 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 giving. Uh, but it, you also got to nourish your own soul. Yep. Uh, you need to know where to draw that, that line. And then when you come across people that aren't ready to be unplugged, that's definitely a bit of a, you know, a, a kick in the stomach, mm -hmm. uh, especially when sometimes you're, you're running on fumes and you're running on mm -hmm. faith, uh, but, uh, but not everybody's ready for it. And you know what? So, so again, I feel like I'm loving having this conversation and I'm almost feeling like I'm trying to, I don't not debate. I don't know what the right word is, but, but I agree with you about probably most of the your philosophies in life and and approaches to life and ways that we treat other people and you know the awareness of 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 what that all means and i agree with you in trying to enlighten other people and show them how simple it is to achieve certain 
levels of happiness, which which are kind of seem so difficult to most people, right? And and there's certain levels of happiness that we've achieved that are we know are so simple to us, right? And and like, man, we wish other people could achieve that. But how are we? And I have actually been asking myself that this question: How are you and I so sure that we're right? Like, like I mean, I know. I know we are, right? I know we are because I just know. I just feel like I just know. But sometimes I question them like maybe, you know, is I mean, that's probably a an effect of duality, right? Or or some sort of, you know, their duality exists in three dimension in three dimensional the, the, you know, the three dimensional right. world. So so on some level that is they are right right in in the way that they exist i guess for them like i've so here's here's why i'm saying that because i've had a very very similar situation in which i had a friend who um does podcasting who i really admired uh, i loved what he was doing with his show I, we became close i was on his show a couple of times this and that but he i started to realize that part of his shtick was cynicism right being this real cynic about everything and it was just a lot of the times he was talking about that and one day I said, you know, just very sarcastically and lightly to him, we had a great rapport. I said, oh, you're a little extra cynical today, right? Like, just just like that, you know? And it triggered him, and he went off, and he was like, fuck you, you're so self-righteous, you're positivity shit all the time. And he got really offended at me just saying things like, hey, if you put out good energy, good energy is going to come back. And if you put out bad energy, bad energy is going to come back. He got... Anyway, regardless, it, it just, it became a real situation. And for me, the lesson I had in that was I needed to let him be who he was. I needed to just be like, okay, man, and walk away. And, and like, I needed to decide I don't want anything to do with that. So I've got to, like you said, you almost, I had to e erase him from my space. You know what I mean? I had yeah. to say, all right, you're not part of my space, but, but even though I hope one day he realizes and all of this, I'm like, maybe he's meant to exist in that cynicism because that's where he, that's his vibration. That's his, his, you know, his frequency. I mean, I, I would say absolutely. That's where he's meant to be. And right. your interaction with him was also meant to be. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe that that particular day and that, that reaction was what you needed to do. Mm -hmm. So you could create that space so you can mm -hmm. move on as well but let me take a few steps back you asked the question how do we know if we are right, right. Uh, bringing back the context how do we know if we are right us yeah. preaching this personal growth and development right that's the question kind of yeah 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 i think it was the book how to win friends and influence people dale carnegie in the beginning he talks about uh, it was either bonnie and clyde or those historical famous bad guys you know that that ravaged the banks and murdered a lot of people but when they were interviewed or was it their journals or something like that, they spoke as if they were righteous. Mm -hmm. So what it boils down to is that even people that do very bad things think that they are right. Mm -hmm. um, so how do we know if we are right? Um, I guess everybody's right, right? Because otherwise they wouldn't do what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't do it if they thought it was wrong. They, they, people always justify their actions because they think it's right in that moment. Right how do I know that what I, I am doing is right? It feels right. And when I face my maker, I'll deal with the consequences of my actions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I love don't it. Think great, I great answer. I, I, you know that again. That was just a weird bunch of thoughts that I had that I threw out at you, and yeah. and you handled that awesomely. And and I agree. I, you know, again, I, I guess we're of that same thing. That was my lesson, right? Like, hey, you know, I can feel bad for the guy that he has to live in misery, but I also can know that that's his path, right? And right. I can I can know that that path intertwined with my path for a moment or so and now you know maybe it will intertwine again later on down the road and he'll he'll come back and say hey you were right or maybe i'll go to him and say you were right man i gotta i gotta be more cynical or something i don't know but uh I that, that may happen out there what's up tim but what happened happened for a reason is what i believe. yeah i i agree with you 100 yeah, happened for a reason and uh, yeah we should not let our ego get too involved and not take it too personal. No. Uh, like they say, right? If you ask God for help with something, he gives you a problem, you know, so you can learn how to overcome that problem. And that, that really is the help that you needed. Right. So it was a great thing that you experienced that bad. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I yeah. definitely agree with that. And, and then through those experiences, you learn how to not really ask God for things, but just talk to him and let him, and he'll get it through the conversation. <laughs> yeah. If, if we are practicing ascension, right? otherwise we repeat the same mistake as before. Right. So that's the idea. It's these, these inconveniences, challenges, frustrations are thrown at you. How you respond will determine the next time around how you react to it. Right. The enlightened hopefully don't repeat the same thing twice. Right, you know, right. They always figure it out. You know, living totality, I say it, it the living totality, awareness, action, accountability, but it really goes round and round. Yep. At first, you know, the, the awareness, the awareness was this guy all of a sudden like jumped at you, rah, 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 and you're like, whoa. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the next thing for you was like, what am I going to do about this? What kind of action am I going to take? Right. Uh, well, you decided I'm going to, you know, move this guy to a further orbit where yeah. he doesn't have a gravitational pull on my soul. Right. Um, and then once you do that, you go into the accountability department uh, right. six, six weeks later. You know, how did that work out for me? You know, did I make good use of this new space? Mm -hmm. That's the accountability. Mm -hmm. And when you ask yourself, hey, did this work or not work? That in essence, being accountable, mm -hmm. new awareness comes into light. Sure. Because when you ask new questions, you realize new answers. New answers is new awareness. And so the cycle repeats. Yes. The goal of living totality is with every revolution, you ought to strive for evolution. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you are repeating the same patterns over and over. Right. And we've all been right. There. We want we want to go out one ring each time. We want to correct. You know, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. And I, I, it's a couple of minutes delay. The quiet healer saying, thank you for that reminder. I needed that. You're absolutely welcome. I wish I knew what you were, you know, sometimes the references in the chat are yeah. a little behind, but thank you. Thank you for, yeah, thank you. for you, sure. We reminded you of something. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're here for, right? To, to bring to light this evergreen wisdom uh, that we, that we all have heard, you know, it's another little fable or story. I talk about it, like the law of 10 great jokes. Uh, I like to ask someone or an audience, have you in your whole life heard 10 great jokes? And they all raise their hand. Yeah, because we've all heard 10 great jokes in our life. And then I ask, can you recite those 10 jokes right now? Right. And it's like, you know, dry. Nobody can. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. How about five of the jokes? Can you recite five of them? No. Three? Right. No. Two? Maybe. Right. And that's exactly the point. And here's a crazy thing. When you heard that great joke, I know that you made a mental note. 
I got to remember this. One. Right, right, right. I'm going to remember this one and I'm going to pull it out that one day at the party and I'm going to be the life of the party. Right. But then that party rolls around. You didn't remember and boom, <laughs> it, it, it went by you. Well, you know what? This, the comment, thank you for reminding. We're just reminding people of these, the life's great advice. Cause it's the same thing. We hear Absolutely. this great advice often, right? but like that great joke, we don't truly retain it. And when that opportunity comes to utilize it, we don't have it front of mind right. to take advantage. Right. What you needed to do with that great joke is actually write it down when you heard totally. it. You need to write it down. Then you need to go home and say, for the next week, I'm going to read this every night before I go to sleep. Right. So I can commit it to memory. Nobody right. does that, like other right. comedians, but why not? You know, you want to talk about being an effective communicator? Learn like five great jokes. You are going to be the life of the party. Right. But if you can remember life's great advice, your life can be the party. Right. But you got to write it down. And you right. got to commit it to yeah, memory. And you got and and to read it, right? You got you wrote it down. You got to read it every once in a while yeah, and remember and be like, oh, because I think the thing for me is is in in ascension or whatever. I hate the, the terminology, spiritual journey. Sure. Life, right? It's a corny, but. It's yeah. life. It's life. It's yeah, all right. life, right? Right. Um, you know, you you hear these sayings that are so, so simple, right? About, you know, again, the energy, what you give is what you get, you right. know, simple things. And and they're so abstract. But then once you start to, you know, ascend a little bit, you start to, oh, of course, it makes sense. And, and you get what it means. Right. But like you said, you don't always, it's not always like at your fingertips and, and you know, yeah. we're human. So, so there are moments where we're like, oh. I forgot you give what you get. And I gave something I didn't want to give, you know? Right. Um, and, but then, but then you look at yourself and you say, Oh, I'm at least I'm aware of it. And you, again, you ascend and you go out one more ring. And the next time you don't do that. Correct. So, so awesome. Tell me about what's going on with you and, and you know, what, what your, your speaker, what your speak speeches are like, no, what, what your appearances are like, you know, what, what do you, what do you, how do you come out? What do you start with? Can you give us a little uh, preview or some, some basic advice or is that we got to pay for that? <laughs> <laughs> that that's a good question. Honestly, I am lately, I am letting the winds take me where mm -hmm. the winds want me to go. Okay. So a few months ago, I, kind of had a, I had a burnout stage because I've been doing this for what seven years okay. and this isn't my main gig I actually work in real estate that's yeah I did I want to talk about that too but yeah, let's, that, let's that's, stay here. Like, that that's that's what earns my my life it's a family business been doing it a long time and it affords me the time to indulge in this world of personal growth and development and then try to bring it on to others uh -huh. what I've been doing lately however is teaching kids effective communication. I developed a program called My Voice is My Story. Awesome. And I teach children between 10 and 14 years old how to effectively communicate and use their voice so they can get more of what they want. Right. And this happened, again, divinity. It was a relationship that I had through the Toastmasters, uh, mm -hmm. a lady that I mentored five years ago, six years ago. And, and she she was the shyest most insecure person ever and within a few months of speaking and mentoring she came out of her shell and fast forward a couple years she leaves her counseling job to open up her own uh, her own business mm -hmm. teaching kids uh, how to uh, read and disabilities and she basically turned into an entrepreneur 
Mm-hmm. So I'm having dinner with her a few months ago, maybe two months ago this was. And because part of my path is every six months to a year, I have to redefine my circle. I have mm-hmm. to take the time to boot some people out mm-hmm. so I can bring some new people in. Well, so this was the person I brought in. She invites me for the Sabbath dinner with her family. They're religious. Mm-hmm. And uh, her sister was also a Toastmaster. And I've supported her in going to a play. So we've always helped each other, but we've been elevating our relationship. So we're having dinner. And I was expressing to her my frustration about the speaking thing and trying to do the keynotes. And it's very challenging. And being a paid speaker is very challenging. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, there's a great need in this Jewish community here for kids to, to speak because it's a very closed off community. Mm-hmm. And, and this would be something that would be vital to their skill set and the parents would really love it. I said, okay, sounds great. What are next steps? She said, why don't you put together a program and I'll put it out on the WhatsApp chat groups and we'll see what happens. I put together a little syllabus and agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, she posts it on the WhatsApp group overnight. We've already fully booked the the next month of class. Awesome. Just like that. I was like, okay, awesome. wow. You know, Amazing. I, I, I had to do almost nothing for it. And then I look back at years of years and thousands of dollars of paying for ads and assistance and marketing right. and programs. Right. And the ROI was zero, yep. zero. But the moment that you let the wind take you mm-hmm. where, I love that, where there's yeah. a need, yeah. All of a sudden things fall into place. Yeah. So lately, that is what I am doing with my quote unquote speaking career. I'm focusing on my expert communication abilities mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. training children how to be great communicators. I love it. Um, that that, Finally, that that's, that's what you said goal. you wanted to do. That's what you were right. Isn't that interesting? You know, that's so I was thinking high school, but now yeah. it's more like elementary. No, it's, amazing. Like and it's also interesting that you say that too, because I, I had an experience this week. Uh, I work at a studio and we, we got a, a job to do a little promo video for this product that they use in schools. It's a little buzzer. You get eight of them and you can, if you're a teacher, you can do like a trivia game show, right? You can ask right. a question and they can buzz in the answer. And so we were, we had eight kids in the studio. We were filming all these different scenes of this stuff. And I, I, it just reminded me how much I love, kids you know and 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 also just i guess at this point in my life also you know being able to communicate um you know and and having that calming presence that i was talking to you about earlier just it was just such a great experience and uh, you know i took control of this group of kids we we everybody introduced themselves we played a game where you had to remember your name and the other person's name so that we can work together for five hours and it was just it was so awesome and um it definitely made me feel like man i wish i could communicate with kids because i do feel like uh there's a lot going on right now right and 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 not a lot of people are handling it well and i feel like the kids that i worked with were great but uh, i do see lots of kids out there stuck on their phones and just kind of not engaging in life you know what i mean the way i would and and i i'm like maybe am i just a crotchety old man now or you know (laughs) what's going on but but it's good to it was great to connect with kids who are actually 
present. You know, they were obviously there. They were all like cast and and came to do this thing. Now, certainly uh, it got a little rowdy. They were being social. But, you know, even that part of the experience allowed me to be like, okay, I know some things I can say to these kids next time that they will appreciate trying to be actors and stuff that will also make them behave you know what i mean and and it was just it was it was just really awesome experience i love i loved having it um and i'm really excited that you're finally getting to talk to kids so this has this been happening yet or yeah this is happening so we start we started doing this right at the end of the last school semester and now in fact today i taught a class as well Uh, but because of the summertime a lot of these kids are at sleepaway camp Mm -hmm. Uh, so most of them are away so i said okay you know we had a a good month and change of sessions Mm -hmm. super great feedback Mm -hmm. uh let's regroup when the next semester comes into play and try to make it more formal and then try to expand and see where this goes i'm i'm excited about it you you know you've got those like uh cumin programs or mathnasium these after school mm-hmm. enrichment programs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can almost forecast where my voice is my story becomes some kind of uh, after school enrichment program designed to teach children effective communication. Because awesome. as I know it now, nothing like that exists. I love it. I love and, that vision. I mean, I love yeah. that's that's great. I mean, you could. I just I just got a little bit of a chill because there's yeah. so much like intention behind that and and really yeah. that's that's the key man you know you yeah. you make stuff happen you know make stuff happen and it sounds like that's that's right. what's happening and, and and it's and today my my dad who doesn't take too much interest in this part of my life and that's a whole other conversation but he asked me he said so how are your classes going I said no they're going great said but you're not making a lot of money so it's not a lot of money but you know it is money he said yeah well you know again we're coming from real estate where you know you can't compare the numbers sure he's like well do you do you do it before the money or because you love it mm-hmm. i told him well i both i mean i definitely love it and it's nice to make a little bit of money mm-hmm. but it, this takes us back to a conversation we had before and and i told him because he's always given me a hard time about my uh alternative paths that I, I, I pursue. And as a serial entrepreneur, there's a long list of things I've done <laughs> and haven't been a financial success. <laughs> but with this one, as far as speaking and enlightening others, I, I told him, I said, but wait a minute, dad, you know, you do a lot of good things for a lot of people uh, and you get nothing back for it. Right. He said, mm-hmm. yeah. He said, yeah, but God has been good to me. Look how well I've done in my other parts of my life. And I said, exactly. And that's why I do it, because while I'm a, I'm not a financial success enlightening others and sharing messages of positivity, I get rewarded in other areas of my life. Absolutely. And that's a big one because we can get very caught up in the analytics. How many views did I get? How many subs did I get? I'm tired already because we feel like that's failing. But when you're doing God's work, you know, I said, I'm, I'm not going to compare myself to Moses, but as we know the story, for 40 years, he was dragging the Jews through the desert. Right. They weren't being very kind to him. Right. So he had to eat a lot of crap, but he was doing God's work. Yeah. Uh, so we, you, I, and others like us, we are doing the work of the greatness. Of, mm-hmm. We are bringing light. Uh, you know, Kabbalist Rothberg said this, uh, you know, rather than chase the light, 
we must find and identify the curtains that conceal the light that is always there. Mm. And mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. we do. We help people. We're not chasing the light. Right. Get that wrong. Get that, guys. We're not chasing the light. The light's everywhere. Mm -hmm. We have blinders on. We need to identify those curtains mm -hmm. so we can then remove them. And right. that's what you and I are in the business of right. doing. And I think that's the that's really uh, significant to the moment that we're in as far as the world around us. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's it's time to kind of lift the veil and and you know get yes. beyond the, the the curtain. But uh, right. amazing. Um, we're 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 at an hour. I don't. It's not a very formal show. I don't like cut it off exactly. But I do want to be respectful of your time. I am curious though. Um, I feel like you have a nice mix of kind of motivational philosophies uh, and spiritual philosophies. Um, but how much of it is is how much of it would you say uh, is metaphysical? Do you talk about kind of like metaphysical things um, much or? That's a great question. Something I learned early on in my Toastmaster career is that don't be smarter than your audience. Mm -hmm. that doesn't you think that's okay but you kind of turn them off because in the early days of that i gave a speech about quantum theory quantum mm -hmm. mechanics and the mm -hmm. double slit experiment mm -hmm. um, and it went over the heads of a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, really I, I need to be in a safe zone to talk about those things mm -hmm. uh, there are certain mm -hmm. things i i watched one of your videos, or I think you said in the introduction, you were saying you were talking about conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. uh, we can we can go down those rabbit holes. Right. right, right. I, I love conspiracy theories because most mm -hmm. of them are conspiracies. They're actually true. Mm -hmm. uh, truth mm -hmm. is stranger than fiction. Mm -hmm. But I don't speak a lot about these things because I don't think a lot of people are, are uh, ready for it or mm -hmm. they just don't have the, the foundation to right. grasp it to grasp it okay right 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 but you know every now and then yeah I, I do want to speak about it and i do mention of certain experiments and i you know i try to make it in layman's terms mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. people can understand because there is real modern day science mm -hmm. that backs up the wild things such as the words that you use can affect material reality mm. the rice experiment with dr emoto Absolutely. Where the words which are backed by intentions spoken into jars of rice can actually affect the way they ferment, ferment or not. Right. Uh, how water molecules behave under pleasant music or right. unpleasant music. Um, how, how the double slit the uh, experiment shows that the very act of observation changes the result in real time. Not mm -hmm. only in real time, they actually do the double delayed something uh, experiment mm -hmm. where it actually changes before the input takes place. And that is mind boggling. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, how does it know before I actually did it? You right. want to talk about consciousness and how right. everything is woven, uh, right. not just through dimensions, but through time. Right. There is no beginning end. All of that. That stuff fascinates me. Me too. Um, I love that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. you have to make sure you're around the right audience right. for that. Well, you know, I, I yeah, and even even like I really try to keep 
this show to to light right to bringing right. light so i try not to get into some of those conspiracy theory things but you know i do i do believe that it's related you know i believe we're we're living in a very very significant time um with all of the things that are going on in quantum physics like you're talking about um how they're actually revealing the essence of being you know what i mean right. and, and what is the nature of being and 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 really bringing it to question right bringing in that question to light because i don't think people you know even ask that question and and i feel like more and more people are starting to think about these things um and going back to conspiracy theories the reason i don't really like to talk about them on this show is because there's there's a lot of fear surrounding them and that energy of fear is not something i want to bring to the live stream of consciousness it's not something right. i feel like i want to contribute you know what i mean um right. so if i can find a way to talk about uh those things without that fear kind of factor i think that's going to be that'll probably be appealing to me in my approach if i can if i could figure that out because there's just there's just so much you know going on i actually had um uh an episode with um flat earth dave uh, who is is um, you know a flat Earth um, what's uh, ambassador? Let's call him that, right? Mm. Um, and and I I had him on my show because I saw him on a couple of I saw a bunch of clips and people were just so mean to him, right? And right. and and I understood why they were being mean. Uh, I understood everything, but I was like, I really want to talk to this guy and find some common ground. You right. know what I mean? No pun intended. I just, I wanted to, I wanted to know what his, his spiritual thoughts were. And he, he told me, he said, I believe that we have a soul that is eternal and that we're just here temporarily. You know, he said some things that were kind of like, well, then why are you so adamant about flat earth or whatever? Like my belief <laughs> where I found the common ground with him is that things aren't what they seem, you know what sure. I mean? And, 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 and that's the simplicity of, of flat earth too, right. Is like, we've been told that the, the world is round, but in his, in his perspective, the, the, the world is flat and this is why. And, and just that, again, I think just the, the concept of bringing that up and saying, this might be a possibility and and just opening up that conversation i think that was what was important and cool to me to to have that experience with him you know it, so. yeah it's tricky it, it's tricky mm -hmm. bringing such conversations to light uh, yeah. when they uh, can be offending people right uh, and triggering people yeah uh, that's uh well, yeah. that that's part of the skill set of learning how to communicate Right and uh, yeah, bringing to light uh, interesting points of view. I I I just like to have logical conversations. Yeah, uh, yeah. is what is what it is. I don't care where what your background is and what your beliefs are, but can you carry a logical conversation? Uh, right. Once logic kind of gets thrown out the window, then it it, it starts becoming like a, a zero sum game. You, you, don't, <laughs> you don't you don't get anywhere with it and. Uh, as spiritual as I am, uh, I'm a man of science as well, but I understand that the, the two sometimes uh, are, are far apart from one another. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, you know, science is, is imperfect to humans because we don't fully understand it. Mm -hmm. We don't. Um, certain, just like we can't prove certain things, we also cannot disprove them. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you are a true scientist, there is no such thing as, uh, as absolutes. 
Mm-hmm. You have to leave a room for mm-hmm. what if? Infinite possibilities. Yeah, you leave. I mean, that that's a true scientist. Yeah. And some people are so dug in into their beliefs. For whatever reasons, uh, I immediately have to discount them. Because right. that you cannot you cannot have an open mind if you're closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just it. That's and it. if they're yeah. if they're closed off and dug into their beliefs, um, maybe maybe they belong on a different orbit, right? Not the orbits where, where <laughs> Absolutely, we, well we said. Well in. said. <laughs> awesome. Well, Asaf, you've been amazing to talk to. Um, I really appreciate you coming to the live stream and and adding to this conversation uh yeah. this growing pile of of amazing things to talk about and and being vulnerable and talking about those things and feeling safe here thank you for feeling safe i appreciate that 100%. um do you uh let's end this show on a good note uh do you have any words of wisdom or um encouragement uplifting words for, for my yes audience? yes i do uh, firstly thank you michael for having me on this show uh, this is a very good experience for me, uh, for us, and for the audience. Every time I get to dive into awesomeness, it just feels right. It just feels right. Thank the takeaway I would tell for everybody is that the only person you really need to impress is the person in the mirror. I want you. I want everybody to look in the mirror at the end of each day and ask that person, hey, did I live today well? Because you want to practice spiritual fitness. Mm -hmm. Meaning, are you in the good state of mind spiritually that if tonight is your last night, that you are ready to go? And the best check litmus test I have is the man in the mirror. So for everybody, check yourself in the mirror. And if the response is positive, then you've done well for yourself. And that's okay. And just continue to do that. Continue to impress the person in the mirror and try to level up, even if it's only 1% a day. 0.01%, even that. Even that, even that. Because the compounding rule will do the rest. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Let me put you backstage for a minute. Don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you. Um, But uh, thank you, audience. Ninja Kitty. Thanks so much, Ace. Thanks, Ninja Kitty. Uh, Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, I'll have you back again when when you got some some cool cool program to talk about. Look forward to it. Awesome. All right. Awesome. All right, guys. So I know that I usually do my exhale right now. And I feel good about everything that just happened. But I want you to do it with me. All right. I don't usually do that. I don't usually invite you to do that with me. So let's let's do that together. Breathing is so important. And I, and I was just uh, as we talked about um, uh, in our conversation, you know, uh, bringing that to the kids and just two minutes, just two minutes of breathing and, and noticing your breath. You if you haven't done that, you would be amazed at, at what kind of piece it brings another amazing show mike thank you ninja kitty and that was because you were here too so let's just do this together i want you to breathe in through your nose uh we're gonna do it we're gonna do a four count we're gonna hold for a couple and then we're gonna breathe out so breathe in hold it breathe out through your mouth We just did it. We just did another hour of the live stream of consciousness. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, 
if if you're here for the first time, subscribe, check out some of the other episodes. We have some great conversations, and I appreciate you being here. I will talk to you guys next week, and uh, let me run the outro. <laughs>